I've a special message from Black. When Samuel Locke said this, he stood, pulling a revolver as he did so. When the barrel cleared the tabletop, he fired it repeatedly into Oliver's chest. Mr. Black says your time is up, old man. Oliver lurched in his chair with every shot fired. Bloody holes spoiled his white button-down shirt, mingling with the crimson vest worn beneath his suit jacket. Samuel stood over him, firing the revolver until he hit several empty cylinders in a row. Oliver's shocked gaze suddenly narrowed, fixing upon Samuel's face with a wicked grin crossing his lips. He reached forward and took another sip of his wine. Locke's eyes widened with surprise. Did you really think it would be so easy, Locke? Oliver asked. His form shimmered in his chair and then vanished while Samuel watched. The other patrons were on their feet, observing the entire exchange with shocked expressions. The image of Oliver in the large wall-mounted mirror behind Samuel suddenly leaped from the looking-glass into the real world, pummeling Locke with the silver wolf's head of his cane. Locke fell forward across the table, sprawling out across the floor entangled in the off-white tablecloth. The other patrons showed their true colours. Each and every one, including the young lovers, drew pistols and started firing at Oliver. He lurched away, blurring for a moment as he sidestepped the physical world through a portal of his own making, emerging halfway across the restaurant. Oliver pulled the flame from the nearest gas lamp, sending it into the young couple, igniting them in a blaze that instantly felled the woman, while the man ran screaming through the restaurant's plate-glass facade. Realizing the slippery nature of their target, one of the older couples turned on his new position, unloading their pistols. A wave of Oliver's hands scattered the bullets into nearby tables and glassware scattering and splintering all. Another flick of his finger brought the wool curtains down upon the older couple, binding them fast in a stranglehold the likes of which even an anaconda could not manage. Oliver turned to four more assassins posing as patrons, coming around a division among the tables. One of them actually had brought a stick of dynamite to the party. Were they so desperate? he wondered. The fuse was already lit. The middle assassin flung the TNT into the air toward Oliver. As he gazed upon the infernal object, it unrolled itself, revealing the tightly packed powder. All of the explosive contents blew backward upon the crouching assassins, along with the lit fuse, hissing and squirming like a scalded snake. The powder ignited midair, showering the assassins in a cloud that blossomed into an inferno around them. Oliver surveyed the scene. Dead or severely wounded assassins were scattered throughout the restaurant. When he went back to the table he had previously occupied, Oliver found Samuel Locke missing. Apparently he had fled the restaurant. He sat down at the only nearby table that had not been touched by fighting. Around him the restaurant stood ramshackle and burning. Oliver picked up an empty wine glass in pristine condition, raising it before him. Red wine filled the glass from the bottom up as he gazed upon it. Oliver sniffed the aroma, approving of the vintage he had reproduced. To you, Mr. Black, he toasted. The hammer of a revolver clicked as it was pulled back into firing position. As Oliver turned, a waiter standing directly behind him was tackled from the side by a young girl. The waiter fell heavily to the carpeted floor of Le Brasier, with the girl attached to his neck. His gun discharged in no particular direction. Within seconds of her attack, he was completely incapacitated. Oliver stood watching the girl feed for a moment before she looked up to him with red-rimmed irises glowing in the candlelight of nearby tables. Not a drop had been spilled. Her skin flushed, suddenly vibrant where it had been pale and grey a moment before.
The assassin's pistol, ready to have placed a bullet into the back of Oliver's head, still lay in his hand. A single cartridge discharged. Oliver sighed, smiling at the young girl now standing before him, wearing black clothing that matched no particular fashion of the day. Clearly it had been designed for practical purposes like ease of movement only. Breeches and a blouse with a hooded robe covering all. Do you always leave such a mess? she said, surveying what was left of Le Brésier's once elegant dining room. Thank you for your assistance, Charlotte, Oliver said. As always, your timing is impeccable. The girl did not acknowledge the compliment. Constables would soon be on the scene following the gunfire and the charred corpse lying outside. The fire brigade would follow on their heels, but most of Le Brasier would be destroyed. By the time Oliver James gathered himself and exited Le Brasier, the girl had vanished as mysteriously as she had appeared.